0: The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. Hey guys, this is Person About Town, now presented by the Women in Comedy Festival. Today we're in a new city, and I'm super excited about the guests, and they are going to tell you who they are, and where we are.
1: Hi, I'm Rena Calm, and we are in Chicago at one of the most iconic places uh, you can go to to hang out, especially if you're interested in comedy or in that world at all, the Old Town Ale House in Old Town, naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is where I blacked out the most uh, (laughs) when I moved here. And when did you move here? I moved here when I was 21, so this was my college. Uh, Nice. (laughs) You could do worse. Yeah, I think so. I still have debt, but it's like a different kind, you know? Switch over. (laughs) Yeah, I just like hid from mine a lot easier, because I think if you have real debt from like college, it's harder to avoid. Nice. But yeah, this is it. We've made it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to
0: give the listeners kind of like a description of the vibe?
1: I'd love to. Well, okay. Well, first of all, we're sitting right across the street from the world-famous Second City, which is, everybody probably knows uh, already. Um, And I feel like this bar, if you're, I think like the closest thing we have to like what the Olive Tree Cafe is in New York, like next to the Comedy Cellar, where like when people are here, this is where everybody hangs out. It's a 4 a.m. bar. Which means on Saturdays it's up until 5 a.m. That's almost too late. I've shut this bar down so many times. Not in a long time, not in years. And I'm very hungover right now, so it's, like, very difficult to be here. Uh, (laughs) But, okay, so some really cool things about this place. Uh, Well, we're sitting in this corner booth, which is, on the weekends, you have to have five people as it's packed in here. Um, It used to be, I have pictures of me smoking in these booths. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. So it's just this long, narrow bar. It's cash only, of course. And the best thing about it, uh, which you can't help but notice, is that there are paintings all over the walls of comedic legends that have hung out here or that are just legendary enough to have a thing, or just bar regulars that have become like legends of this place, like some political paintings. Uh, I got my dad a Sarah Palin standing naked on a bearskin skin rug t-shirt here one time. Because uh-huh. I remember being drunk and going, oh my God, he's going to hate this. And so I didn't give it to him. <laughs> That's like, why, why start a fight? Yeah, so there's some new stuff in there. And I'm not going to lie, one of my greatest dreams of living in Chicago was like not being... I mean, yes, I wanted to be on Second City. That dream's gone. But like, I still have hope for one day being on this wall somewhere. Like... I don't know if the artist is even still doing them, but...
0: Well, I mean, there's some weird ones of Trump over there, so I feel like those are got to be... Yeah,
1: there's Trump, Pantless. Uh, There's a lady's... Like, the one right behind you is, like, a lady that was on the Second City ETC stage when I was there with, like, some other bar regulars, and... (laughs) I mean, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Rod Blagojevich, our scandalous mayor. He's the naked guy right there uh, over the bar. So, yeah, I love the art in here. And another cool thing is that there's no music unless somebody plays the jukebox, and it's like, if you're drunk and you, I don't know, it feels cool to pretend like you know enough about music to like be like, oh yeah, I'll just pick something here. It's all like old, like cool tunes.
0: I love the song that they're playing now.
1: Yeah, this one's we've heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. There's a picture of Obama. He's been here. Anyway,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's an and the the painting style is not like. Photorealistic, it is very stylized
1: yes yeah it 's kind of i don 't know how to describe it without seeing it in person, but I bet if you look up Old Town ale House, you can see kind of like the style of stuff they have t shirts and stuff, oh, but anyway, uh, there used to be a pinball machine here, and I used to play the hell out of that, and yeah it 's kind of just like the best four a m bar in the city, and this is like a very chill time to be here there aren 't that many people here I've climbed over people in this bar oh. like. That's a lot of people. <laughs> I don't think they were happy about it, but yeah, it takes me back, man. <laughs> so, wait, when did you move to Chicago, and why? I moved here when I was 21 years old, and I just vaguely wanted to do something with comedy. I moved here to go to Columbia College uh, for like acting and television. I think were the things I picked, uh, and then like my dad, it turns out, had never paid his taxes for a long time, <laughs> so I like couldn't I couldn't go, but I still planned to move here, so I just came anyway, nice. and my roommate uh, is somebody that I went to high school with, and she worked at Second City selling merch, and she's like, you gotta check this out, and I always, like, we always used to watch Strangers with Candy, and I was yeah. obsessed, and so, yeah, I worked there and waitressed for, like, a year until, like, most people that worked there, I got fired, ah. and <laughs> it's an honor to have been fired from Second City. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> That's and, a good comment. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like they everybody wants to work there. That's mm-hmm. like a young up and coming comic, nerd or whatever, aspiring improviser, yeah. sketch artist, whatever. So, um, yeah, they don't need you. <laughs> and I was 21 and I was drunk all the time and I was hanging out backstage getting stoned and you know, that's not great.
0: But it was but it was fun for you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I I loved it. Yes. I had a blast. Oh my god, I've gotten high with so many cool people. Uh Oh, yeah, this alley out back. Oh, man, we go back. <laughs> this, is, this is the alley. I'll never actually forget, like, the reason I kind of thought of coming around here is just because, I mean, I, don't, I used to do improv. I took classes there, and I did that when I started. I've only been doing stand-up for, like, six years. But the first time I visited Chicago was the worst. Uh, why? I can't even believe I moved here after that trip. It was, like, miserable. It was January. It was disgusting whether... I think I was sick or the lady I was... My friend was sick that I was staying with. It was just, like, not a great trip. Yeah. And uh, I just remember she worked here at Second City, so I came to a show and was like, oh, this is, like, amazing. And then what really cinched me, what really got me was that (laughs) two things that are coming back to me now. (laughs) Uh, A trip down no-memories lane. Um... I smoked weed in the alley across from Second City. Not this alley, a different alley. Okay. Two of the best alleys in Chicago. <laughs> and we smoked weed in this alley behind Corcoran's, another okay. bar here. Uh, me and a few people that worked at Second City. And somebody was like, yeah, you know, like John Belushi and uh, Dan Aykroyd used to live right up in that apartment. They used to smoke weed back here, too. And I was like, <gasps> I'm doing it. <laughs> I almost, I knocked over a table. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was an inspiring moment. And then also in that same weekend I hooked up with somebody that worked at Second City who was house sitting for Keegan Michael Key, who is not like a celebrity like he is now. But he was on his way. But I've hooked up in his hot tub. There was no water in it and he wasn't there. But <laughs> um, Keegan Michael Key, if you're listening, A,
0: give me money and put me on things, but B, I hope you yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I regret it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you do? No, oh, not don't. really. I mean, not being there, but, yeah. you know, that guy. Well, I don't know. He was then, nice. You know, we do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regret's a strong word. Things happen. You know, I'm just saying that because I do so much material about, like, my sexual escapades or whatever yeah. based on that stuff, and I'm going to all these towns talking about, like, how easy I am, and it's like, I don't touch anybody ever anymore, yeah. Yeah. so it's like... Yeah, just, this feels like the good place to say that, and yeah, I'll leave that here and move on. (laughs) Very cool. All right. So, what was the transition like from, uh,
0: I guess, like improv sketch to stand-up?
1: Weird. Um, Cool, though. I really feel like the improv training and experience that I had has, like, formed my stand-up, like, writing style and performance style in a way that, like, I don't even know how to write jokes as much as, like which is not true, like, I can write, like, one-liners or, like, puns, but they happen, or I usually come up with my favorite lines, like, on stage, so I think that that's from improv training, or I don't know what, but I kind of stopped doing everything for a while, then I got back into improv at the Annoyance Theater, and that's where I met David Drake, who is in New York now, and he was like, you should do stand-up, and I was like, uh, all right, (laughs) and we started an open mic together, And that was the first time I did stand-up comedy, really. Aside from one time, some friends pushed me blacked out onto a a stage. I ruined an open mic one time, a year before that, I think. Ruined? What happened? My friend, I was very drunk and my friends uh, were at a bar and there was an open mic and they were like, go up there. And I'm sure I ruined the open mic. Like, I'm sure I bombarded it and like ran up on stage and I don't remember what I could have said, but I did wake up with like 27 business cards and Subway sandwich punch cards in my bra. So (laughs) that's very specific. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I really remember. Uh,
0: (laughs) The business cards, I'm just curious, like...
1: Well, I, yeah. I think one person just gave me every card they had in their wallet that was, like, disposable to them. And I'm, I don't think it was, like, 27 people gave me their cards. <laughs> I think one guy was just, like... like she, I guess you killed, because yeah. everyone wanted to <laughs> know you. Yeah, and all at the uh, Chicago Open mics, everyone has a card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who yeah. knows whose cards they were? It was yeah. probably not the people I met, <laughs> if I met anyone. But anyway, that's a detour of a story, but it feels appropriate in this bar to talk about. I think so uh david drake and i started the three dead moose open mic yes and that was like my first time really doing it was hosting that room and that's where i'll be tonight because i still host that mic every sunday if i'm here (laughs) but you seem to travel a lot for
0: comedy how did that start and what's like how does one move into that that
1: is a great question (laughs) yeah i don't know what is happening um where i am it feels even i've I was just home for, like, 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know what direction I'm pointing half the time. Not Never in Chicago. Obviously, I'm pointing west right now. I always know what direction I'm pointing in Chicago, but, well, it's because of where the lake is, and everything's on a grid, and this is the only place I've ever been like, I know where I am, which is, uh, it's like the best town to be drunk in. Get
0: me a grid orientation. Got it.
1: The lake, yeah, there is no east side. That's the lake, you know? Yeah, so, you know, I was actually going to move to New York a couple of years ago, and because um, I'd had some money saved up from when I left a job, I got stocks from when I left Grubhub. And so I was kind of just living off that for a year because I was really burnt out when I was yeah. working there full time and doing, I was producing three shows a week, and a I lost it. So I kind of just tried to relax for a year and live off of that and get around more as I never really had the chance to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I was renting like this. Prius which is the same car that I ended up buying I should have just bought one then but I was like thinking of moving to New York so and then I ended up just deciding to get a car and stay here which I wish I'd thought of sooner and I could have like started making money by traveling instead of like spending all this money on making these trips but yeah so I it's changed everything and once I realized that I always wanted to, like, tour the country, like, travel the country road trip-wise yeah. and see places. Yeah. I've always had that, like, urge, but I could never have imagined, like, that it would work out that I can do that and, like, pay my way through comedy and, right. yeah, I'm making a living doing what I love and that's, like, blowing my mind, that's so. amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, I just start, it starts picking up steam and there's people asking me to go places they've never been now before. Okay. And this last month, I feel extra crazy right now. And it's nice to check in with a, a real person. Because um, <laughs> this whole last three weeks, especially, has all been all these travel plans that were not in the... Like, they came up so last minute. Right. Where everything's been just switched around and flipped. Like, I I just got back from Madison, which it, it's the best comedy club in, in the country, arguably. Yeah, yeah. And I got to open for Kevin Bozeman. And at first he called me to do it, and I said no, because I, (laughs) well, that's crazy, but I had so much planned for this weekend that I'd work, like, more work than normal to prepare for these shows that I was supposed to headline a couple shows in the burbs, and I said no, and then I was like, what have I done? And he made a post of, like, message me a 30-second video if you want to do it. And, like, everybody started submitting. And I was like, it's a little bit more money and also, like, way more fun. The best club. It's, like, there's nothing like it. And the comedy club on State in Madison, it's just, like, the feeling. There's actually, for a while, they had a stand-up club here, Up Comedy Club. Uh, Zanies is just... Uh, to this way of us Mm -hmm. um, south of us and just directly north of us is where up comedy club used to be in the second city complex Uh, and that's mostly housing sketch shows now it's not doing as much stand-up which is a shame i think it's more you know affordable for them to have what they do now instead of having like big headliners like they were doing for a while and they're still selling out so you know do whatever works yeah But that, it's the same feeling, I think Madison's better of this feeling, but that was the first place that I had this, like, when you're on stage and there's just so much laughter in the room that it's like, you feel like you're just pulling, like, a blanket of laughter up on you, and, like, yeah, that's the best way I can describe that. Also a lot of Jameson. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so things have been really great, but also hectic because... It turns out it's like a lot of work just to cancel stuff also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope people aren't mad. but I got three great ladies to fill in. Um, two of them are already going to do it anyway, oh, nice. but I had uh, them make a triple feature, and anyway, I'm hustling. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Yeah. Um, and so now it's just a matter of trying to stay busy and stay organized. That's the hardest thing. I'm really bad at that.) Okay. But yeah, it's I plan everything the way because people ask a lot, and it's I don't know how it's gonna work out all, a lot of the time. I get I feel like I get lucky every month that I can pay, make my bills, and sometimes more, and sometimes ask a friend to help me for a second. Or usually, it's just evening out, which yeah. is great. I'm trying to work, take some time off to work on a book that I can sell for merch because I I don't really want to do an album right now. And I just want to, like, try to make as much money as I can on these things. And I'm also working on, like, a big road trip across the West Coast and, like, looping around the country through Texas to come back. Anyway, I'm trying to plan a lot of trips to, like the two things that uh keep me going are like always planning the next thing before the one you're doing is over because yeah. I feel like that's a great way to stay motivated and excited right you don't get that like life hangover of like oh that thing's over what's right. next so yeah it, that's like a good motivator but I don't know, just trying to get as many places as I can. I plan everything I tell people like an escape room. It's like, I know I have to be... Like, I'm going to New York next month. That's for David Drake's wedding. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got to figure out how to get there and back, and I'm going to try to make money doing shows the whole time. (laughs) Or at least sleep on comedians' couches and perform for ten people if I can, or whatever. Sell my horse pussy buttons, or whatever the hell I... have you said
0: buttons afterwards i was like i am so curious as to where that is going all right
1: i have i that's all i have for merch right now and they're they're gone madison took got all my horse pussy um yeah so (laughs) i not i'd rather not explain okay no no uh, yeah go to her shows pay to see her
0: buy a button i think that's what we're clearly communicating here
1: Yep, that pretty much sums it up. And I do make a joke about selling these buttons. It's like, I'll make gas money on the road. And what a gift to be able to sell these dumb things and make my way around the country. I think the lesson is never look a gift horse in the pussy. Um, I have a joke about it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining someone being like, oh, you're giving me this horse. One second. Walking around. Does this sum up Chicago for you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting a good picture of what happens in this city. It's
1: this Honestly, it's really cool. Like, I feel like being here is helping me uh, feel grounded for a second just because I have been traveling so much lately. But I absolutely like love living here and doing comedy here and like traveling so much just makes me all the more excited when I get to come back and be here um, I love my mic still I don't want to let that go ever is that crazy I like love it it's the worst uh, <laughs> no I mean it's but it's a mic so yeah it's like terrible and by nature it's so refreshing it's wonderful it's the best mic I think but it's like still a mic
0: <laughs> what's um What's one of the weirdest places you've been to and why was it as weird as it was?
1: Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) a a lot of things have happened. Um, I used to work downtown for an attorney uh, in the Honeycomb Buildings, Uh which now overlook the beautiful Trump Building. Uh, (laughs) I know, it's terrible. Yeah, I was working there when they were building that and he got a membership at that gym. He was all excited. Anyway... That's probably, his apartment is probably the worst place I've ever, weirdest place. He was naked a lot. You know those nude attorneys people work for? Wait, what? (laughs) I'm just trying to say in not so many words, I've tried being a real person and it didn't work out. Uh, (laughs) This is the only life for me now. I have to, it's me and my horse pussy and that's it. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I, he w- took naked naps every day, and he was also, like, I think, scamming people, and I, I don't know how much of that I was a part of, but the good news is he's dead now. Um, was it, like, a curious death? Oh, he's just old. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, about
0: I mean, time. If he was scamming people, like, he fell down an elevator shaft or, like... Yeah, he was, so this
1: is a real Chicago thing. He was the former attorney for a grocery chain here called Mooinoink, like cow and pig and yeah. And that's like a, he was their attorney. They went under a while ago, but right. I don't know why I thought of that place, but that's one of the weirdest for sure. There's a really crazy place out in Berwyn, Illinois, a suburb that we used to run a show at. Yeah. That place is nuts. Uh, Cigars and Stripes. Oh man. Like Chicago, I don't like go, I, I am comfortable everywhere in Chicago. Yeah. Like I, I love an alley. I talk about it on stage. Yeah. But I know where the best alleys are. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you about that. Um, I don't really go out much, so like I don't even know like what is fun to do besides comedy so anymore. Yeah, Timothy O'Toole's is like the only place I'll like go to to hang out, and Kohl's because those have like the best comedy shows. You know,
0: Kohl's is not Kohl's the store.
1: No, not Kohl's okay. the store. I love hanging out at Kohl's, Target, <laughs> Kohl's, uh, Walgreens. Yeah, oh my God. Have you been to the GNC over there? I have not. Not yet. (laughs) I'll go after this. I honestly also, like, have been such a sucker for chain stuff lately where I'm just like, you know, all I need is some Panda Express in my bed. Like, (laughs) what's so... Is that Chicago? Uh, (laughs) Sure. It is now. Yeah. Chicago, you do that. Yeah. No, I used to live... I've always lived kind of by the lake, so it's a great place to, like... The bike path is great, and, like, I still love driving down Lakeshore Drive, just, like, that first view you get of the city and... Uh, that's not a weird place either. I don't know.
0: What about traveling around the country? What are some weird moments that you've
1: had? Oh my god! I was just in South Dakota. Why? Yeah. Do you know that there are Confederate flags in South Dakota? Like they don't know which side they were on. Like you couldn't be more north. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> they're Unless like if you were North Dakota, you could not be more.
1: There is such a horrible, horrible state. <laughs> I just we went to Mount Rushmore. That was cool, mm-hmm. and like. The Badlands are beautiful. I'm sure we didn't drive through them because we got tricked by all the wall drug signs and went to that... It was so depressing. Wall drug, have you heard of this? It's this like pharmacy, I guess, or like gift shop in the middle of South Dakota that it's like the only thing for miles. So they have just like signs, the whole state of like, go to wall drug. Oh, we also have five cent coffee, which is like it's trash. we didn't get it. it like it was so depressing how many people were there like on vacation to go to it was so sad wow. um, south dakota i would love to go back to check out the badlands honestly mm-hmm. maybe do some mushrooms and go to that night park all right. you can look at the stars but other than that like garbage <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all yeah, you know, it's honestly, like, I like being in pretty much any city, and I'm kind of, like, consistently, like, not even surprised anymore, because most of the cities that I've been to have been, like, people are cool no matter how red the state is, yeah. or, like, how many uh, billboards for abortion you see on the way into town, right. you know? It, it, usually the people that I interact with are the people at a comedy show, yeah. and they're usually very cool people, and I, I've been doing, like, my abortion jokes in, like, Louisville, Kentucky, and, okay. like... Things like that, where it's like you expect it to like be, be an, issue. an issue, but it goes better than okay. it does here sometimes. Wow. Especially since like, I mean, honestly, has I tra- started traveling so much? Like, obviously November was like devastating, but also traveling through the Midwest is like, oh, I guess yeah. that's why I, I kept seeing all those signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just figured those were just the kind of losers that live by a highway. Right. So, but not just, oh, this whole area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But it is really good and bad to, like, see all that in the country because, like, you do, like, feel like there are people that are on the same page as you everywhere. And, yeah, um, most of the... I'm trying to think of, like, bad... Honestly, this Cedar Rapids, South Dakota. We did a a podcast in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where it was like, where's, like, your worst bomb? And both myself and the uh, gal I was traveling with, I was opening for Jessica Michelle Singleton, who's amazing. Mm And we were both like, well, you know, we don't really bomb. Which is not like true, but like we yeah. just didn't have anything notable like yeah. not like a historically like holy cow bomb. Yeah, or like we remembered certain stories, but it's like in the past are stupid and then like I'm not gonna say either of us like bombed at this show the next night in right. Cedar Rapids, but uh uh we definitely didn't do well. Okay. Uh it was one of the worst things I've ever done. Oh so? It was just like <laughs> I don't even, like, know how to explain the feeling of, like, there was, like, nobody listening, but, like, they were, but they had their backs turned to me. And one guy even came up afterwards was like, hey, you were funny, I just didn't want to creep you up, but, like, staring at you while you were talking. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the, that's that would have been worse. Yeah. yeah, just weird vibes, for sure. Yeah. Some some guy, when Jessica was on stage, uh, mooned her and, like, pulled off his entire pants and, like, everybody saw his everything. like. For what? just, I don't know, and he he pulled up his pants again and she was like oh, like, that's, like, not okay, and he's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry am I in the wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah yeah, that's pretty clear I think the one thing you really learn traveling around as much as I do is that uh, this whole country is wasted and It is crazy. Everybody is shit faced. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm in the nightlife of all these places, yeah. but there's so many drunk people everywhere, and uh, yeah, good for them. <laughs> I have been told that about the Midwest, like. And also
0: comedy-wise, like, so many people in New York and Boston have, like, quit drinking. And, like, they didn't even necessarily have, like, some rock bottom. Uh, but they're just like, you know what, I just want to feel healthier and this and that and the other. But I just, like, everyone in Chicago is like, no, we are drunk. We This is what we do. Like, it feels very Midwest to have that sort of level of continual alcoholism.
1: A lot of my friends that I talk to the most about comedy and I look up to, I mean... I'm. I i do not have. I've never had a drink. An issue with drinking. You know, like I've never had a drinking problem. Even when I've drank too much. You know, it's like not been. I don't know a, a dangerous thing for me or whatever. I've always been pretty good at like not drinking. Yeah. And a lot of my friends that I talk to the most are sober now, cuz they have had problems with right. it. And I think that I just I can relate better to people in general who are sober now, just because. At a certain point, it's just, it's not cute. Yeah. And I still like having a few and being a social drinker, but especially after this last weekend, like Kevin Bozeman's the best, but it was almost like I knew I was going to have to drink a lot this weekend. Right. I'm still feeling it right now, and I'm not like quitting drinking, but I'm also not drinking for a minute. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not, some people, he's a great drunk. He's an amazing drunk. He's incredible drunk. He was killing it last night. He was shit-faced. I'm I mean, so jealous of people. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, C.J. Sullivan, it's, like, he's in L.A. now, and it's, like, unreal. And yeah. he, he could be, like, completely shit-faced, and he could just murder. I don't have that. I, like, weed is more my thing, but I don't like to smoke weed, like, right before a show. Right. Some people do that, and that blows my mind. Yeah, it's definitely a big drinking scene, and that's cool for bonding. I think that's how people get to be, like, such good friends here, yeah. but... Yeah, you don't have to do that either. There's a lot of like very respected, very sober people nice. <laughs> who walk amongst us. Like <laughs> <You don't laughs> they're in the closet about that. <laughs> well, it's weird. Like, I mean I'm not I'm part of the problem. At my open mic we give out a free shot every we have a bottle that they give us of something disgusting that oh, nobody uh, ever orders. Yeah. And so I'm part of the problem for sure. <laughs> uh and some of my friends there's one guy, Bobby Buds, that he's like He's like the mascot of the Chicago comedy scene, and he's best described as like a talking can of PBR. Yeah, and okay. yeah, I um, mean, that is a description. yeah, he's there's drinking is a huge part of it. But I, I don't know. I kind of can't even really talk to people that drink too much because it's yeah. like I don't think they realize a lot of the time how much it's not working for them. Right. Anyway, I kind of veered off what I was gonna say, but. No. Of booze and regrets yeah I definitely was drunk for like a year when I first moved here because oh, wow. I was 21 I mean yeah. that was the time to do it of course yeah I uh I worked in 4am bars too I've done it I've it's crazy it's crazy I can't I can't do it now and I'm, st- I'm up late anyway like my schedule's totally shifted but yeah Chicago's a really fun drinking town for sure so why not I guess yeah yeah Do you think you're going to stay here for the long haul? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no plans to leave anytime soon. But it's also because I can live here and afford to leave constantly. So I have a lot of trips planned. I'm going a lot of places. I have the cheapest and best apartment I've ever had. That's pretty dope. So, yeah, I have no plans except for the next couple of months. And then, (laughs) yeah, uh, we'll see. So earlier you mentioned that, like... Doing improv before
0: stand-up really helped you, how do you think that has contributed to your particular style of comedy? Like, I, I see on Facebook, like, some one-liners and, like, puns and stuff. Like, how, how do you come up with those, and how did you find that as a thing that you like to do?
1: Well, it's a disease. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, really grateful that my social disorder has turned into a skill of yeah. some kind. I wake up with the puns sometimes. Actually, lately, I haven't been having, like, thinking of them as many or right. writing much at all. I've been, like, that's been really a struggle for me lately, yeah. and that's a terrible thing to complain about, but I feel like I've been too busy to even, like, create yeah. anything or write or anything. So uh, it's not writer's block. I just, just I'm driving and yeah. stuff, <laughs> and uh, have no service in South Dakota for three days. Uh, and not that I need service to write, but. No. I don't know. I think honestly, I've never really had an exact plan for any of this, mm-hmm. and improv and sketch was just part of the journey towards wherever I'm headed, yeah. and it's definitely influenced me. But it's also I've done like the writing program here, at Second City, and the improv program at a couple of places. So I, like I'm I. Don't even know where I'd be without that training. But I've also gotten a lot from doing karaoke and working up my stage fright when I was like brand new to the city. Like, I think it's just like you have this urge to get up there and do it. You're gonna find a way. And if you say you can't find a way, then you're not trying (laughs) because there's so many ways. The mics here are awesome, also. And I feel like Chicago is like. I really feel like... I mean, New York is amazing, and Boston's obviously turned out awesome people. Same with, like, Denver, Atlanta, Portland. But I really... And I haven't been to Portland yet. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like Chicago's scene is so incredible, especially right now. Like, there's so many mics and shows that you just can fail yeah. so much here. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, like... That's you, you can fail until you're indestructible. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much more pressure in, like, L.A. or New York that people feel like, oh, who could be watching or whatever. And there is that here, too. Especially it's gotten more that way since I started. How so? I think the scene's just gotten so much bigger. I mean, even when I started, it was huge compared to what it was, like, five years before that. But, like, when I was, like, first getting into the stand-up scene, before I did stand-up, I lived with a girl that did stand-up here, Faye Canali, who's hilarious. I think she's in Seattle now. Uh, But that was when, like, I mean, it was, like, Kumail and TJ and Hannibal and stuff. That was, like, the scene then. And it was, like, them and, like, that's, like, it. You know, like, Jocelyn Hughes. Like, there's, like, there was just a handful of people it felt like. Danny Callis is still here. He was doing it then, but he was new then. And now he's, like, you know, the godfather or whatever. (laughs) Chicago comedy. But, yeah, I mean, the scene is just... I feel like it's not nearly as big as New York or L.A., but big enough that it's, like...
0: It's short enough
1: people. Yeah, somehow at this ridiculous rate that I can't even... I feel really grateful that because of Second City, I kind of got into this habit of being, like... I got accustomed to, like, seeing people leave. Yeah. I got so used to, like, you know, I can't watch TV without seeing somebody I know in a commercial or whatever, like, or on TV now, like, doing real stuff. But you get so used to that, that I think some people struggle with that, like, that their friends are always leaving, or they feel like they're not doing good enough because people are leaving and they're still here, but yeah. it's, like, there's also, like, anywhere, if you're working at something and you stay there, I don't care what you do, if yeah. you work and you stay, you'll get somewhere. Right, yeah. <laughs> and comedy is definitely one of the things in this world that, like, the more work you put into it, the more you get out of it, and it's right. a pretty simple equation like that, so. it's
0: pretty dope. I just in New York there are so many people from Chicago. No. Like there's whole show like the comedians you should know but then also like a ton of shows ran by Chicago people so like when my friends from Chicago come it is very much so like oh
1: well yeah i know half of the people in the city I know, and, like, I, it's, like, every single time, I've been to L.A. twice now? Yeah, I've been to L.A. twice now, and I've been to New York, like, three or four times for comedy, and it's, like, amazing to do that, and you go there, and all of a sudden you're like, this feels like Chicago. There's, like, a crew of my people here yeah. all of a sudden. That's crazy. Like,
0: more than any other city, I feel like I meet people from Chicago in New York.
1: Yeah, we are everywhere, yeah. uh, and I mean, people live here for different amounts of time and move on, but we definitely, I don't know, I feel like we take care of each other better than some scenes might, or I think that's there's camaraderie in every scene, but... There's something in the PBR. Uh, (laughs) PBR is the standard drink. Yeah, that's like the most Chicago I can sound. Uh, (laughs) PBR, I got it. Oh, wait, where are you originally from? I'm from Massachusetts. Uh,
0: Oh, that makes sense. Hence, that's how. Okay, got it.
1: I would come, I've only ever did comedy in Boston when I was like coming home to like visit family, and those trips are always so hectic and crazy, but yeah.
0: It can be hard to fit comedy in between like your family being
1: crazy. Especially when like they don't love it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like they don't dislove it or yeah. dislike it. <laughs> I like dislove as they a
0: don't term. of it. Yeah.
1: Um, but they're also like, Could we not have to go to? Can that not be a thing that we have to do? Okay. And so maybe they do yeah. dislove it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and honestly, I'd rather I, they don't need to come. You know, yeah. um, but I think that it's hard for them to totally understand all the time why I'd much rather do that than yeah. Um, out with your family it's complicated yeah. is can you put that on your like family status on facebook it's, it's complicated. complicated yeah I would, that would, yes I would love <laughs> it's everybody yeah. is it's complicated yeah i'll be there in october though that'll be fun yeah did i sound excited <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: uh not exactly but kind of kind of
1: <laughs> i was gonna try to go it's like just everything feels so hectic because of the way i plan these trips where mm-hmm. i'm going to new york like i said next month but And it's like every time I've gone to New York, I usually try to go skip over there and see my niece and nephew at least and, you know, all the others. Um, The
0: family. Yeah.
1: Listen, if you're cute, I'll remember your name. But makes sense. Those are the coolest ones. (laughs) Nice try, Dad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I try to. But this trip, it's like I have to be in Appleton, Wisconsin one weekend and then the wedding, and then the next weekend I'm headlining a club in South Bend, Indiana. So it's like, I just, you know, I'd rather just not add more travel. And the thing about driving all the way to Massachusetts is that once you get there, you still have to, like, go drive to meet, like, nobody's ever like, oh, where are you going to be? We'll meet you. It's like, all my friends have DUIs and kids now. So I usually end up having to travel, like, a ton just to see these people also. that's too much. Yeah, but the kids are cute, and the DUIs are fun. (laughs) No, I don't know. It's nice to see them, you know? So, wait, when you go in
0: October, uh, are you going to do shows? Or, like, should people look you up? Because a lot of my listeners still live in Boston.
1: Yes, please. I don't know exactly anything yet, as I haven't even started planning it, (laughs) but... Yeah, I'll be there the beginning of October, and I'll be there for a wedding and to see friends, but also definitely going to do some shows and try to, I want to try to set something up, like, if I can, like, I feel like because I'm from there, and I do have so many people there that have never seen me, like, I should try to set up, like, a one-off thing instead of just, like, I always, like, because of this escape room strategy, end up just being like, "Uh, can I please do a spot at the comedy studio, please, or whatever, I mean... So I, I don't know where I could do it, but I would love to set up like a homecoming thing show okay. thing. I know
0: um, I know a few people who've done that at the Hideout. The yeah, sure, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know the Hide like um, these dudes I know in New York, uh, Raybold Brothers. They have gone to the Hideout and organized a show there and brought people in. It's in Faneuil
1: Hall. Oh, well, it's like downstairs in this little basement.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's not well, that little that'd be cool yeah Yeah, that sounds fun I don't know we'll see I'm just paranoid that with like my friends how it would go is that like they would not come you know they'd be like oh uh, we'll catch the next one because that's what usually happens you know but maybe if I put enough effort and planning in maybe all those people that comment when are you coming out will show up (laughs) I like to guilt those people like I will do that yeah I've also been like a fiend uh, trying to like network any other like back routes way I can when I'm traveling lately, like joining meetup groups and stuff like that. And I have a show in St. Louis this week uh, that I'm headlining that. Oh man, I'm really excited because I think we've really like churned out some buzz for it. But I'm like really trying to experiment with ways to, that's that next level shit, you know, email lists and. Oh yeah. It's not just horse pussy anymore, uh, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> what would you have?
1: I'm just wondering, like, what
0: would your Gmail name be for the email list?
1: Oh, oh, uh, mm-hmm, calmity? Okay, yeah, cool. um, I haven't made one, but right. uh, I don't have an email list. But I do have a website. This is what you asked five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I do have a website, it's com, and uh, I try to keep it as current as possible, especially with tour dates. Oh, listen to the authenticity. Yeah, uh, Chicago. Yeah. it's an ambulance. I, w- I was hoping it was a fire truck.
0: Chicago Fire. I know you guys aren't like celebrating that, but it would just be like a touch of like.
1: Chicago Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, somebody probably just ate too much cheese again. Um, <laughs> passed out. Fell over. Um, yeah. You know the huge. Nice. Um, but yeah, rena.com. and find me at rena.com on the other things everywhere. All right. So guys, follow her. Uh, one thing that I ask everyone on the podcast, because
0: I want scoops and, uh, you know, more reasons for people to listen. So, one of three options. One, something that would surprise people about you. Two, a deep, dark secret. Or three, like a scoop, like something you just haven't told other people yet. Oh, my God. It can be all three. It can be one of those things.
1: Oh, my gosh. You really put me on the spot. Take your time. Okay. This last trip to Madison, uh, I don't think this is very dark. I honestly don't have a ton of secrets. I talk openly about shoplifting on stage, and Mm -hmm. I am ashamed of that, but I keep doing it. It's weird. (laughs) Uh, Keep talking about it or keep shoplifting? Yeah, I'm not paying for eyeliner ever. Uh, (laughs) Well, no. No, I won't. I refuse. I refuse. Um, I don't work for L'Oreal. I don't give a shit. I think this, so I I think I'm ashamed of myself only, like, just because I'm like, I let myself down. Uh, but this trip to Madison is the first time I've ever gone anywhere that I've been like, you know what? I am bringing my vibrator and I brought it as I had my own hotel room and I was like, you know, I need to relax a little bit because it's been a crazy grind, you know? And I definitely didn't even use it. Uh, so, but you,
0: you did it for yourself.
1: Yeah, I was like, I'm almost going to make myself feel good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that your deep admission is that you almost made yourself feel good in a
1: hotel. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was like embarrassed the whole time. Like, oh, I guess this is worse. I threw up in the parking garage and somebody has to clean that up. Whoops. <laughs> so I wouldn't have even been a good lay for myself.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a... I'm not going to that's your premise, but I think that's an interesting premise, and I'd like to hear more about it.
1: Well, that's pretty much it. I, uh, whoever had to clean up the Chipotle napkin-covered vomit in the parking garage at the Concourse Madison, I apologize, and um, I hope you have a good vibrator at home <laughs> that's not related. I think I'm tired. Okay. Uh, is that a... That's not a secret. Yeah, I don't really have... I'm trying to think of something scandalous I've done in this building,
0: I will say, while you think of that, I don't think that vomit is the worst thing a person who has to clean a parking garage has seen. Like, right. Right. Like dead body, blood, semen, used condoms, etc.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, one time, here's one about Second City. This, this isn't embarrassing, really, but it is a secret that they don't know that they would hate, probably. Uh, <laughs> One time my friend, my good friend Lee Brackett, who was a stage manager at ETC, he was like in charge of setting up you know all the sound and stuff for the next show, and he had to do it like all in like one night yeah. to rig all these lights and stuff and the equipment that they had at that moment. It's been updated since then, right. but it was very out of date. And, like, almost, like, dangerous. Like, right. he he just had this rickety ladder, and he was going to be there by himself for all hours. And I was, like, I mean, offered. I asked if I could, like, just help keep him company at least. or right. anyth- I don't know how to do any of that stuff, but I was, like, if I could help. And then we just ended up being there so long that we, like fell asleep up in the sound booth and (laughs) it's a theater so you can't tell what the hell time it is you know but like we just woke up because there was cleaning people like uh down there like cleaning and we had to like sneak out of the building because we were like oh my god they'll be so pissed if they know we're in here even though we were trying to do like the right Right, thing we definitely just like got drunk and high and like fell asleep at second city so i've been in you girl Uh, i'm talking to the building uh (laughs) It, that, that's way nicer than
0: like i set up shop there and lived out of that place for like three months like that's
1: that's yeah. useful oh i one time i also brought my bong there and i had it in my like work locker because right. it was a giant bong and that's not appropriate <laughs> i deserve to be fired uh, <laughs> how
0: big like you said a giant bong how big are we done like a foot and a half that's like
1: it's a significant bong i locker. cleaned it out in the kitchen sink at second city after the show one night and they had a song about me okay this is this is this will be my thing i share her name is rena and she serves these assholes drinks one time i cleaned her bong out in the kitchen sink if she sees a guy across the room she gives a wink and if he likes her back he sticks it in her pink i'm sorry
0: Uh. (laughs) why are you sorry
1: Oh, um, that just because, you know, it took a turn. But, yeah, like that's it. It. That's it was
0: fun? It was fun? All right. Also,
1: what about those pipes, huh? All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was very nice. Um, so what do you have any final thoughts on Chicago as a city, you're, doing comedy, anything at all?
1: Uh, moving here was the best thing I ever did in my life. Nice. Uh, working at Second City was... A really cool experience, and I honestly don't know... Taking classes there and all of it, like, getting introduced into this world has, like... I'll say this, since I moved here and since that job, that's the only job that I've, like, been, like... I got my eyes set on that one. And ever since then, every single thing I've done has been, like, a direct, like, one thing led to another. And, yeah, so... Somebody who I met at this job got me into that job and whatever. So it's pretty amazing. And even though uh, I did get fired and banned from the holiday party, which did hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, explain. You can't just say something like that.
1: Oh, because they had put a three-month ban on you from coming to the building if they fire you. That's just a thing they do. Because it's such a social environment. Like, it makes total sense. But that was, like, around the time of the holiday party. So that was all. But also, like... There's a show for the holiday party, and the song I wrote for that show, I probably would have been fired anyway. It was, like, pretty much like, this place is bullshit. was, oh, like, oh, anyway. What? You know how, like, when you work at a place? Yeah. Anyway, uh, and you're 21. <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm really grateful for having been fired from Second City Has it really changed nice. my life. All right. <laughs> that's a pretty significant thing. Guys, if you have a chance, get fired from Second City. Oh, I hope they hire me soon, though, to teach stand-up because that's something that we've been talking about, so I would love to work for them again but without an apron. Uh,
0: that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. All right, guys, well, this has been Person About Town. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.